Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. You're listening to the Dana and Parks podcast on KMBZ. You're listening to the Dana and Parks podcast on KMBZ. All right, welcome on board. Second hour, Monday edition of the Dana and Parks program. Telephone number is 586-7798. Story here from CNN. Apes can recognize apes, can recognize old friends that they haven't seen in decades, according to new research. And it is the longest lasting social memory ever documented outside of humans. Researchers found that chimpanzees were able to recognize photos of former groupmates more than 25 years after last seeing them in the flesh. Isn't that incredible? Amazing creatures. We might bring that back. I absolutely love this story. I really do. Chimpanzees can recognize old groupmates. Yes. From photographs 25 years after they left the group. Wow. Kind of like going to a high school reunion. Yeah. Oh, I, re- I, re- I recognize sort you. Sort of recognize you. You were thinner then. <laughs> All right, let's get right to it. Uh, three words really rise to the top of the auditor's report that we have been waiting on for several months. And those three words are did not comply. For all of you who own homes in Jackson County, that is the overall message behind a preliminary audit of the Jackson County, Missouri 2023 property tax assessment process released by State Auditor Scott Fitzpatrick on Monday. We are thrilled. Uh, I know he is very busy today to get your Missouri State Auditor, Mr. Fitzpatrick, onto the Dana and Parks program this afternoon. This is so important. People have been waiting a long time to hear uh, the results of this audit. Mr. Fitzpatrick, good afternoon. Hey, how are you guys doing? We're doing well. Thank you. Go ahead. Sure. So, uh, you know, one, one thing to be very clear on is that these are, you know, preliminary results of the review. We are not done with the audit yet, but given the time-sensitive nature of the work that we're doing and the December 31st deadline that is approaching for people to pay their taxes and or to, uh, in some cases, depending on your circumstances, file an appeal with the state tax commission. Uh, we wanted to release the information that we have, and government auditing standards allow us to do that, given, like I said, the time-sensitive nature of it. And ultimately, while there is a lot of work to be done, uh, including work on determining if the, the physical inspections met statutory requirements or not, one thing that we've been able to conclude um, is that the notices that taxpayers are required to receive if their property value goes up more than 15% were essentially not uh, not delivered either on time, and the ones that were delivered were legally deficient because they did not include the information that was necessary to meet the statutory requirements to let people know what their rights were as it related to the assessment, assessment process. Uh, and what information those notices did contain, uh, a lot of that information was inaccurate. And so um, that's ultimately what we've concluded today. And the result, in our view, is that any assessment that resulted in an increase of more than 15% should be invalid. 
And, you know, we've presented that information to the Jackson County Legislature now, to the Assessment Department, and to County Executive Frank White, and are releasing that information at tax. Well, if those property values are, quote, invalid, your word, what does that mean? Does that mean that they don't have to pay it? No, and what I've what I've told and what you know my remarks today, what I said is if I was in a in the shoes of a Jackson County taxpayer and I'd received an assessment increase that I felt was unfair, uh, I would pay my taxes under protest and I would seek out whatever remedies are available to me by law, right. which would vary depending on your individual circumstances. But not not paying your taxes is not something I would advise. That being said, I do think that you know the record of of, of state tax commission decisions on issues like this indicate that, you know, if, if the assessment department fails to provide the notice they're required to provide, that as a matter of law, the taxpayer should win on any appeal. Now, we, we've told, you know, we're telling the, the Jackson County legislature and, and the, exec, the executive and the folks over at Jackson County that we would recommend they consider remedies to prevent, you know, every taxpayer from having to you know, go through this, this long appeals process right. and just make a decision to either cap the reassessment at 15%. So anybody whose assessment went above 15% would be capped at 15% or revert back to the prior year's assessed values or create additional opportunities for appeals. But, you know, that's going to be on, on the county to determine how they want to deal with that, failing them doing something to rectify the issue. Uh, you know, the you know the information that we've released today should be useful to, you know, the lawsuit that's ongoing already, um, you know, by taxpayers, as well as the attorney general, should they get involved in the, you know, in this issue. And the, the, AG, the, the AG is getting involved. Good to know. Okay. I'm asking. Oh, uh, no. Well, I mean, you know, we're in a position, I thought that was a statement. No, no, no. You just um, said the AG, as well as the AG getting involved. Let me rephrase that. Is the AG getting involved? Uh, well, we're giving them the information, uh, you know, that we have. Yep. And, you know, they, they. I think they have jurisdiction to do something with that. Uh, you'd have to speak directly with the Attorney sure. General on what their plan is. But, but uh, you know, I think that, uh, you know, they'll want to they'll wanna defend taxpayers in the event that, the county does not make a change that prevents people from you know, having to pay taxes so, on values that were illegally assessed. Let, let me read this sentence, and then I have a question for you, um, Mr. Fitzpatrick. As part of the preliminary assessment, the auditor's office noted an increase in valuation for around 238,000 residential parcels, totaling over $2.6 billion. Approximately 200,000 of those parcels, so the lion's share, had valuations that increase more than 15%, which by statute should have required notification as well as physical inspection. We have had so many of our listeners say that a physical inspection was never done. Is that also part of the law that they would somehow have to prove that they went out and physically inspected these properties? That, yeah, the burden to approve that is on the assessment department. If the assessment department cannot prove that they conducted these inspections, then as a matter of law, at least according to state tax commission precedent, the taxpayer should prevail on their appeal. Okay. Now, our audit work is not, I mean, we've begun working on the inspection issue. That is, you know, something that is going to be the highlight of the work that we do moving forward. But we aren't at a point yet from an auditing perspective where we can release a letter and say, 
you know, it's conclusive that none of these inspections were lawfully conducted. So we're going to we're going to continue that work. And and can can you say that it appears most of them were not lawfully conducted because you used the word illegally assessed about two minutes ago? I mean, I'm not well, asking you to put a percentage the, on it, but can you say uh, that there are a number that were talk, not lawfully done? I can't, I can't talk about the inspections at all. What I can say is that the increases that took place above 15 percent, in our view, did not meet the law the law requirement for or legal requirement for notice to the taxpayers. So there's separate issues, right? Right. There's the inspection, right, that, that requires that an inspection take place. And it can't just be a drive-by inspection. That's in the law. But the law also has a separate requirement that says that if somebody's assessment is going to go up more than 15%, they have to be given clear written notice by the assessor of what their rights are relating to inspections of the property. And because those inspections, regardless of what happened with, uh, or sorry, those notices, because those notices, regardless of what happened with the inspections, the notices were not delivered uh, or, or the ones that were delivered were legally deficient, they didn't contain the appropriate information, that on its own should be enough for a taxpayer to prevail on an appeal because they didn't receive the notice they were required to receive by law. The inspection issue is a separate issue from the notice issue. Got it. And if I I conflated the terms, and that was a a mistake on my part. No, no, no. That makes perfect sense. We're we're speaking with Missouri State Auditor Scott Fitzpatrick. Uh, In your report, you used the word invalid in regards to any assessment over 15%. And as I mentioned just a moment ago, you also used the term illegally assessed in a statement. What legal weight does your review carry here in Jackson County? Well, it's going to be, you know, there, there's a few layers to that, right? One is what the Jackson County legislature and the officials in Jackson County decide to do with the information. You know, they they have the ability to take this information and and you know, try to remedy this on their own. Failing that, the attorney general has the authority, in our view, to, to take some action here and try to, you know, get an injunction on the, the increases above 15%. The court case that's already moving and that has a hearing scheduled for this week, you know, this could be useful in that proceeding. And then I guess the final step would be in the event that the tax commission ends up having to deal with a lot, you know, thousands and thousands of these appeals, I would imagine that our audit work will be used as evidence in that process of, of appeal. So, the, you know, in terms of me being able to make a declaration that people don't have to take, pay their taxes or something like that, that is not something that's in the realm of, uh, of my ability or really any single official's ability to do. But um, the work that we've done yeah. should be useful evidence and legal proceedings moving forward. Because people want the state auditor to come in and say, we're going to force you to do this. I, I want to remind everyone, you make recommendations to authorities who can do something about this. You can't necessarily force any entity to make changes based on your findings. Is that accurate? Correct. And I mean, in the in the event where there's like a criminal criminal misconduct, which we've not, in our view, uncovered any criminal wrongdoing at this point. But, you know, in that event, we work with law enforcement on, you know, and to try to uh, move things down the field in terms of prosecution and things like that. But yeah, we're not, um, we're not in a position to order or direct and really no state official sure. on their own. But Scott, I'm going to stop you there and, and pardon me, but, but I've, I've got to stop and ask about something you just said. You have not uncovered criminal wrongdoing. People are going to want to know then what was this? If this isn't criminal, 
you know, is will, it negligence? It, it is just just gro- gross negligence that has affected hundreds of thousands of people. And and will your final report at least point to how this happened? Yeah, I mean, you know, one thing that happened here is that, you know, we know the notices were not sent out. The ones that were sent out were didn't contain the information required by statute. So I don't know how else to, to say that that's an issue, just kind of competency. You know, I mean, if you're going to send these notices, um, number one, plan to send them well in advance or ahead of, ahead of time to meet the statutory requirements and make sure that the information on them is accurate. And, you know, I, there's no reason not to just print what's in the law instead of trying to recharacterize it in your own words, which ended up being inaccurate. And um, so, but yeah, look, the, the audit report, when it's when it's said and done, I imagine it's going to be lengthy and it's going to have a lot of information about what happened and how it happened. You know, in terms of why it happened, you know, that's going to be a, a, a judgment for, you know, I, I, my view of it right now is that you know, they, they just didn't do what they were supposed to do. And it wasn't because they didn't want to. It's because they, they just didn't get it done right. You know I mean? It's, there's no other way to say it than it's just kind of a competency issue in my view right now. Hey, hey Scott, we got to get to a quick break. Can, can Do you have time to stick around or not? Yeah, I can stick around. Okay, if you, if you don't mind. Uh, we're speaking with Missouri State Auditor Scott Fitzpatrick. Uh, new report is just out that finds that any property in Jackson County that increased more than 15% in value is, quote, invalid. That affects almost 70% of homes in Jackson County. We'll get back with Scott Fitzpatrick, the Missouri State Auditor, in just a moment here on Dana and Parks. So, story here from Channel 5, and let me just read this verbatim. The Missouri State Auditor has released a preliminary audit which flat out states the Jackson County Assessment Department failed to comply with state law. The newly released report uh, states that property values that increase more than 15% are likely invalid. That means nearly 70% of all homes in Jackson County are affected. Joining us on the KMZ hotline is the Missouri State Auditor, the author of this report, Scott Fitzpatrick. Uh, and Mr. Fitzpatrick, prior to the break, you suggested that there may not have been anything um, intentionally illegal, but you used the word incompetence. Are you suggesting that the entire uh, assessment in Jackson County was incompetent? Well, what I'm, well, you know, what we're saying is what the letter says and that it did not comply with state law. So, you know, everybody is entitled to their own opinion on why that happened. Mine is that they did not, you know, they just, they made mistakes. They, they didn't, you know, they should, there was an easy way in terms of the notice that was required to be sent to just take the language straight out of the statute, put it on a piece of paper and send it to people. And they didn't do that. Uh, And so, you know, there were also issues with the timeliness of that. And one thing I do want to highlight, I mean, there's a, you know, this is a tremendous number of properties. I mean, 200,000, yeah. parcels increased by more than 15%. That's a significant workload uh, to try to, to, to do that work. But the reality is, you know, they should have seen it coming. They should have made arrangements. And, and I think to a certain extent, the, the county was relying on Tyler Technologies to manage a lot of this. I mean, the letter highlights that. They, they effectively outsourced a significant portion of their responsibility to a contractor called yep. Tyler Technologies. And, and really, the, you know, I think there are probably some contractual issues uh, there that, that could come into play, and the audit work will continue to look at Tyler's role 
uh, in this in this problem in addition to the county. Good. And Mr. Fitzpatrick, most importantly for our listeners, how do you know if the notice they mailed you is, quote, legally deficient? I mean, obviously, you know, if you never got one of these notices, but if yours or, jumped 15 percent, what do you say to our listeners who are saying, how do I know that mine is legally deficient or not? But we're saying that every notice they sent was legally deficient. So thank you. Whether you received the notice or not. The notice was legally deficient. Even the first notice that they sent to about 50,000 people, uh, they did attempt to, to send a 15 percent notice to 15,000 or sorry, they got it out to 50,000 of the 200,000 people. Uh, at least that's that's the, the what they testified to. That's probably the highest number that it could have possibly gone to. It may be even lower than that. But even that notice contained inaccurate information about an individual's right to an interior inspection because it tells the taxpayer that receives it that they're only entitled to an inspection uh, if they did not make any improvements. And that is not true. Um, if somebody made an improvement, uh, they're still entitled to an inspection as long as the improvement uh, isn't, you know, if you take the improvement out of it, the assessment still increased more than 15%, right? So if somebody put a $10,000 addition to their deck on their house, and their assessment went up by $250,000, they would read that notice and think they were not entitled to an inspection when in reality they were. Why not? And so even, even that one was legally deficient. Sorry, I, I don't mean to interrupt you. I beg your pardon. Why not force the county, maybe you don't have this authority, why not force the county to stop collection on all of these property assessments and redo the entire thing? That would be legislative, correct, Scott? Well, I think a court, I think a court could order that, or I think the, you know, the Jackson County legislature could weigh in here. But, uh, you know, there's, there's really only two parties that can do that. And one, one is, you know, a judge says it, you know, in response to a lawsuit, one of which is already in play and has a hearing this week. If the attorney general uh, files a suit, then that would provide another avenue uh, that, you know, a decision could come down through. But in either case, this evidence, you know, the, the, the letter we've put out today is, I think, strong evidence that a judge could rely on to make that decision. And ultimately, that's, you know, failing the county doing something on their own. That is what I'm hoping will happen. Scott uh, Fitzpatrick, the Missouri State Auditor, do appreciate your time. Uh, thank you for being so generous with it. Absolutely. Good to be with you guys. All right, be safe. Be well. Thank you very I'm gonna, much. I'm going to read that again. That's the most important thing to glean from this. Every notice that the Jackson County Assessor's Office sent to homeowners was legally deficient. Right. I asked, how do you know if the one you got was legally deficient or not? They all are. They all are legally deficient. Everyone, I'm going to put this on Twitter, read it twice. You don't have to sit at, at your desk and puzzle over this. Am I? Did I do, do something wrong? Right? Did no. they get it wrong? Every notice mm -hmm. was legally deficient. Now, that doesn't mean you don't have to pay your taxes, unfortunately. We have to wait for the lawsuit to wind its way through the court and or the legislature or the courts or the attorney general to step in. This is a huge first step in righting all of these wrongs for 200,000 people. 913 586 7798 586 7798 here on Dana and Parks. We've got quite a bit of activity now on area highways. Northbound 435 at 87th Street. On the Missouri side, we got a multi-vehicle accident there. you got action on both sides of the highway. you got to squeeze right down the middle. And, boy, there's a lot of activity going on there. Northbound 435 is now solid 
all the way back to Bannister Road. Downtown, leaving downtown, or actually coming into downtown, um, I-70 westbound at Paseo. Got a minor accident there. It's taken out the, the left lane, but does not appear to be really slowing anybody down uh, trying to get into downtown. And something we overlooked earlier, roads, road work going on today, eastbound 670, right there at the southwest corner of the downtown loop. And that's keeping eastbound 670 jammed up all the way across the west bottoms, all the way back to uh, KCK. I'm Jay Edwards in the KMBZ, renewal by Anderson.com Traffic Center. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. So we're, we're trying to piece this story together as it is coming out. Um, Channel 5 is reporting that the Missouri State Auditor has released a preliminary audit which flat out states that the Jackson County Assessment Department failed to comply with state law. And we just had the auditor on the air, Scott Fitzpatrick. We thank him for his time. The story in Channel 5's website goes on to say the newly released report states that property values in Jackson County that increased more than 15% are invalid. I believe the auditor, when he was on with Dana and me just a minute ago, used the word incompetent. 70% of all homes in Jackson County are affected. And I was just asking Dana right before we came back from break, what does this mean? Are they going to have to go out and reassess Every home in Jackson County? No, there would be no way to do that. Uh, But we do know that the inspections could not just be drive-bys. They needed to be inspected, and they all were not. So there are two arms to what they found with this audit. Number one, the inspections were not done correctly, if they were done at all. And number two, none of the notices were by the letter of the law. Even if you got a notice, and some of you didn't, they were legally deficient. What is going to have to happen now, Scott, and I don't know if this is through a judge or the attorney general's office. Or the county legislature. The easiest way to do this is to roll it back to last year and give them another shot at this in two years. I think people will roll their eyes at that. The second option is capping it at 15%. But, But let's say mine went up. 16%. 16%. And I really feel like it should only have gone up 4%. Mm-hmm. Well, capping it at 15 doesn't mean a hill of beans to me if it should have only gone up 4. Right. The, the state auditor used terms like invalid, illegally assessed, incompetent. And again, it doesn't in mean interview. someone woke up and thought, I'm going to break the law. It means they didn't right. know what they were doing. Right. No, not that they it willfully went they, out and Literally, they didn't know over. what they were doing. They... they they unwillingly went out and screwed people over. That That is the very definition of incompetence. Uh, Jay in Lee Summit. Jay, good afternoon. Hi. Hey, guys. Thanks for having my call. Yes. Of course. I uh, was one of those homeowners that filed an appeal, uh, and the county is purposefully dragging their feet. Uh, I went to the informal hearing. Uh, they sat down. I, I took my documents with me. 
they sat down and they sent a young lady back out and said, I'm sorry, sir, you're going to have to have a formal uh, a formal hearing. Uh, there's nothing we can do. So then I waited to get a notice of a formal hearing. I never received it. Then I got a call out of the blue one day, and the, the lady on the other line said, hey, I'm here. For, uh, we're calling for your formal hearing. I said, wait a minute. I got no notice of a formal hearing. I'm in my truck. I don't have any documents with me. Okay, we'll we'll reschedule you in two weeks. You're like, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait a minute. That was that was two months ago. I haven't heard anything. So all they're going to do is wait because seventy percent of us, eighty percent of us have mortgages. The mortgage companies are going to pay through our escrow yep. those taxes anyway. They're going to get that money because the escrow companies are uh, obligated to pay that. Even though I sent a letter to my mortgage company letting them know that I have filed an appeal and I have joined the class action lawsuit against the county in reference to these taxes. So, Jay, you're, you're saying, I think, if I hear you correctly, what the auditor reminded everyone, you still have to pay. The mortgage company doesn't care. Exactly. Um, and, and then my question for you is, what do you think happens once this is all rolled back? Do, does yeah, everybody get some, yeah, does somebody get a refund check in the mail? No, and H, no. You know, we're not going to get a refund. Well, that's what I'm asking, Jay. Like, if you go ahead and pay this, and some of you had yours go up, what, 200%, 300%? How mine do you is, get your money back? Up. You're not going to get the money back. And that, unfortunately, that's the dilemma that a lot of us are in. Because if we have a mortgage, the escrow, you know, and we're paying those, those taxes through our escrow, the escrow company... Even though I have sent them documentation showing that I, I am in appeal, in a, in a class action lawsuit, joined a class action lawsuit against the county, that, they don't that care. they're still going to pay it. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, the escrow company could not care less. They want to make sure that your taxes are being paid so that you, don't, so that you don't lose your house. And so Absolutely. in order to pay those taxes, they have to increase the escrow. They increase the amount that you pay per month. Yep. Until you can get it figured out on your own. Yep. Okay. All right. Hey, Jay, do appreciate the call, man. Thank you for it. Uh, Jennifer in Iowa. Jennifer, hello. Hi. Hi. Yep. I'm from Lee Summit also. Um, last year, my assessment was 131000 on my house. This year, it was 275000 on my house. Oof. Sell, baby, I had sell. <laughs> yeah, if only it was worth that. Um, I had my informal early on before everybody was like, you know, keep pushing, keep pushing. We sat down with Tyler Technologies um, and she was very nice, but she was still very intimidating. I had all of my had all my paperwork. I'd met with a realtor and everything, had all my pictures and she brought it down to 223 and she's like, I can't do any more. I can't do any more. And I'm mm -hmm. like, I'd be surprised to get 223 for my house as it is. You know, we haven't done any improvements in, you know, 12 years and it's pretty bad and uh, needs some more. And she's like, well, you know, you could go to the formal, but they may they they wouldn't do they probably wouldn't give you anything this good they may even raise it more and my husband said it behind me and he's like you know i i think you should sign i think you should sign because being a truck driver you know and but everybody like was like Jennifer, you know when they call Jennifer, what? this is like the people who didn't commit the crime 
Mm-hmm. But the system is so overtaxed. They say to the kid, you know what? We know you didn't do this, but you it's just easier. Plead guilty and take the six months instead of the 20 years. This is exactly mm-hmm. what they're saying to do. We can't fix this anymore. So please take the 225 and run, even though your house isn't worth 180. This is the best we can right. do. It's still not accurate. And this is what else makes me mad. The time and the money that our listeners like Jennifer have spent the time, Scott, mm-hmm. calling a real estate agent. Yep. Who do you think paid for accurate appraisals? It was the homeowners. Mm-hmm. $500, $700, who did all of the work, who probably took off work to go. The, the cost is so much more incalculable than just the overage that they are being charged so, in assessments. So, so clearly a mistake has been made. Clearly. Okay. We've known that so, since the beginning. Right. So why not just dial this back? And as the county legislature or as the county executive, Frank White, why not just say, all right, all right, I understand it's 2023. Uh, clearly there's been a screw up. The Missouri auditor has come out, said there's clearly been a screw up. We're rolling everything back to 2021. Whatever your assessment was in 2021, that's what you have to pay taxes on this year. We'll redo it in 2025 and hopefully then get it right. But we clearly got it wrong in 2023. I, I mean, I you're, think you're, they, you're pricing people yes, out of their homes. I think the only, only fair option here is to roll it back to the 2021 20, 21. 21 right. assessment. Because, again, even if you say we're going to cap it at 15, you are you're hosing pricing all people kinds out. of people. Yep that really probably should have seen a, a 5 to 6% increase. It's not fair and, to them. And who could have afforded a 5 to 6% increase but can't afford a 15% increase. And and you're, the problem is you're pricing people out of their homes. 913-586-7798-586-7798. Quentin, Dana, my name's Scott here on KMBZ. All right, let's bring in Jack in Blue Springs. Jack, good afternoon. Hello. Welcome. Hey, how are, y'all, how are y'all doing today? We are doing better than we deserve. Thank you for asking. Yeah, what I never heard, what's all this extra tax money going to go for, too? You know, they raised their personal properties in Jackson County because car values went up. Now they raised the home value. Where's all this money going to? Dana? You know. Jack, we... we got to be a ton of money. We cannot answer that question. And the other question that has always eluded us when it comes to getting a straight answer from anyone is they kept saying when they called into our program several months ago that they were legally required to do what they did here. They couldn't deflate the value of property. They were legally required to bring all of these properties in line with current valuations. Correct. Okay. If you want me to believe that this year they were legally required to do what they we're doing, then you would also have to agree that every year prior, they were in violation of the law. You like would? We have never done this up until now. Right. We're legally required to do this. Well, what if what you weren't legally required to do it in 2021 what? or 2019? And, and, and let's say that, that valuations really did go, let, we'll take a $150,000 house, just okay. arbitrarily. And that house miraculously increased in value. Okay. From $150,000 to $300,000, okay? Doubled in value. Sure. Okay, that's fine. Then the county legislature has, and all the taxing bodies, which is to say the library board and every school district, et cetera, 
would then have an obligation in the interest of not pricing people out of their own homes of going back, and I know this is kind of wonky, going back and reevaluating their mill levies. Correct. And reducing their mill levies so that they're still making roughly, as a taxing entity, the same amount of money, and I'm still paying the same amount in taxes on my house, even though it doubled in value. Correct. We have not seen the Jackson County Legislature readjust the mill levy. But, But listen, Scott, they were waiting, I think, for something in writing from the auditor's office, which they now have, yes. stating every single one of these was legally deficient. End of story. Mm-hmm. We don't have to go through and cherry pick which ones they think were correct and which ones weren't. None of them are correct. Okay. So now what do we do about it? The The easiest thing to do is to roll it back to 2021 and then hire someone who knows what they're doing and slowly start catching everybody up under that 15% cap over the next, what, several years? Four years. Four. Maybe. Uh, w- what we can't do is use the assessments we have this year. 913-586-7798. Mike on line three. Mike, hello. Welcome. Hello. hello. How are Hi. you guys doing? We're doing well. Thanks. Um, I was calling because I've actually had it in Johnson County where um, I did get my taxes reversed somewhat. And I did the payment under protest, and it all worked out just fine. How much did they shave off, Mike? Do you mind us asking? It was somewhere like $10,000. And since you pay it twice a year, I think they shaved off like two or three grand. And the great thing was it was a new house for us, not for the people that lived there before us. And so they had actually overpaid their taxes. So not only did we get two or 3000 back, we also got theirs back too. Oh, wow. You going to send that to them no, in a but, Christmas card? Yeah, I got to send that to them in a Christmas card. But I would never recommend really trying to argue your taxes. It was so hard for me to understand it oh, all. How long and did I, it take? Yes, how many hours did you spend on this, Mike? I looked at that property record card, and after they changed it, I was still like, thank goodness I was so nice to the people that came out, because I had no idea how to what little thing here or there, besides the square footage, could make a difference. But they... they yeah, it's all, I don't know how to explain it. It's it's hard to figure out your taxes, and I don't think anyone will ever win except in this situation. But pay it under protest, and then just like your escrow will go way up, it'll come way back down. But it's going to take a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Pay it out. under protest. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay, Mike. Hey, all 200,000 of you pay under protest. A couple of thoughts I had as, as Mike was talking. Uh, number one, where is Frank White? This is a, I mean, listen, I understand he's got a lot of fish to fry. He's got the Royals talking about leaving. He's got the Chiefs talking about leaving. Super awkward to bring that up today. Horribly awkward. Uh, You have this announcement today from the Missouri State Auditor's Office. Where is Frank White? If this was a Kansas City, Missouri issue, we would be saying, where is Quentin Lucas? Of course. Where's the mayor? Why is the mayor not talking? Why is the mayor being quiet? Well, here we have the Missouri State Auditor saying that every, every appraisal in Jackson County is legally deficient. Where is the Jackson County executive? And why has he not spoken? The other thing that I was thinking about is there are plenty of reasons to want to live in Kansas City, Missouri, 
And there are plenty of reasons not to. Number one would be, I think most parents would argue, the school district. It's not exactly the best in the area. Okay, they're trying hard to make it better. I get it. But if you were to say to a parent or someone who is thinking about becoming a parent, hey, I've got this house in a school district that's eh, not that great, in a housing area where eh, it's currently listed at 150, but it could be 350 by next year. And then you're going to have to pay the taxes yeah. on that. You, you bring up the other part of this equation that if anyone out there listening was trying to sell their house. How do you do it? Good luck. What value do you take when you put that for sale sign up in the front yard? We, we have a school district that's kind of good, kind of, we, we never know. And then by next year, this house could be valued because nobody knows at twice what you're going to buy it for. The Jackson County executive is up for re-election in January of 2027. January of 2027. Quick break for the news. 913-586-7798. Oh, damn, that's a long time. <laughs> 586-7798. Dan Weinbaum has the news in two minutes here on Dana and Parks. Thanks for listening to the Dana and Parks podcast. Remember, you can catch us online anytime at KMBZ.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.